I think you hit right on it with when you said that that we usually just end up talking about ourselves and and so I think that a lot of times when we think that we are telling customers what we can do for them we aren't actually telling them what we can do for them we're just talking about ourselves like you said and uh, and so story brand using the story structure putting them as the the hero of the story it tells us what information to tell them about how we can help them Hi, my name is Caitlin Pyatt. I'm a professionally certified marketer, and this is the Start Marketing Podcast, where small business owners can find authentic, accessible, and actionable marketing advice to help them grow and scale their businesses. I've worked in marketing for over 13 years, and it's an industry I genuinely love and a craft I believe can revolutionize and propel businesses to unimaginable growth. I'm the director of marketing at a startup, I run the Start Marketing community, and of course, I host this podcast. But I'm also a wife, a mom of three, and my house is generally always chaotic. I like learning about marketing, talking about it, and this is my favorite place to share my love of marketing. If you can't tell, I'm kind of a nerd about it. So I hope you're ready to soak it all in and start marketing. Hey, Start Marketers. Welcome to today's episode. I am so, so excited about today's topic. In my last marketing update, I told you that I use the story brand script process to realign my own messaging to my brand vision and really help me get a clearer picture of my positioning. And as promised, I have brought you a certified story brand guide to walk you through this powerful framework. Raj Lula is a husband, dad, author, brand strategist, and certified story brand consultant at Fruitful Design. And so this week and next week, we'll be diving into the story brand framework, why it works and how to use it. So let's go ahead and get started. Raj, thank you for being here today. Thanks so much for having me. Of course. So let's start with a big question. What is the story brand framework and how does it help you in your business? Yeah. On a really simple level, the story brand framework is a messaging framework that uses the power of story to help businesses and nonprofits position their customers, their audience as the hero of the story and position themselves as the guide. A lot of times organizations will position themselves as the hero, which leaves their audience wondering what role they play in the story. Mm. So why is, and I think this concept is really fascinating and interesting. There's so much psychology, I feel like, that goes into this. Break down why, as humans, we are interested in being the hero of the story, why we're not looking for someone else to save us, but why we are interested and more invested in brands that position us as the heroes. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, there's this statistic out there that I, I love about business that's uh, targets top 10% of their customers account for 50% of their business. And one of the reasons I love this statistic is because literally every time I share it, somebody in the room goes, I think I'm in that category, which means probably none of us are, <laughs> but we all feel like we are because we spend a lot of money at Target. But even with that, even with as much as we spend at Target or Walmart, whatever your you know store of choice is, not a single one of us wakes up in the morning and thinks, how can I make Target richer today? 
Not a single one of us. Uh, we all think, you know, how am I going to get my kids to school? How am I going to make sure that they're healthy? How am I going to care for my pets? How am I going to, you know, make my home better? How am I going to advance my career? A whole, a whole bunch of things. We're in a whole bunch of stories, but not a single one of them is oriented around how am I going to help a company or an organization succeed unless it ties really deeply to our own story. Like, um, you know, how am I going to help, you know, fight human trafficking or how, how am I going to, you know, help out in my church or, you know, something like that, that means a lot to us. Um, otherwise we, we don't wake up in the morning and think those things. Instead we think, what, how am I advancing my story today? And so we, we all naturally think of ourselves as the hero of the story and any company, any organization that ignores that does it at their own peril. Mm-hmm. So there are, I'm going to ask kind of a two-part question. There are tons of frameworks out there in terms of messaging, I feel like, and positioning and things like that. What really sets StoryBrand apart from the other frameworks and what what within that kind of attracted you to this framework in particular versus anything else you could have been certified in? Yeah. I mean, there's a number of things. As a writer, I'm very naturally drawn to story, but even just as a consumer, I mean, I love movies, I love books, and and we we just get sucked into stories. And so, anything that story based is story based helps us make sense of the universe. It's really clear and easy. Uh, you know, we can have a hard time paying attention to a lecture for an hour, but we can watch a movie that's three hours long. And a lot of the difference rests around story. So uh, that's that's one piece of it. An- another piece of it is. Um, the, the framework of story is thousands of years old, you know, going back to Aristotle, going back to Joseph Campbell, uh, all of these, you know, people who, who kind of studied what makes human stories. And they found out that there's actually not that many different types of stories. There's about seven story types of stories that are told in human history. And uh, as mu- as great as your brand is, it's probably not a love story. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's probably more of a story of how do you help your customers succeed? How do you make a hero out of them? How do you enter their heroic story? And so StoryBrand just, it really naturally fits with uh, what really works for humans. Mm-hmm. So you, you sort of started touching on this and what I find really interesting about this framework is that it really does force you to kind of change the narrative, change the story that you are telling because you ha- it is kind of a mindset shift to to move away from talking about like what I can what I do to and I think we we talk about this and you hear marketing people talk about this a lot. I hear other small business owners say like, "Well, I'm trying to tell people what I can do for them." But in the process of saying like what I can do for them, really I just start talking about myself again. And so what I think is really fascinating about the story brand framework is that it sort of forces you to make that mindset mindset shift and really kind of put the focus on your customer. And so how how and why does this work better for small businesses than if they're just kind of focusing on here's what I do, here's what it can do for you. Like how does it kind of how does it go deeper than yeah. just sort of that surface level? thing because I think that's really where the the power of story brand lies is that it seems to go beyond that surface level into like a much deeper like I don't know a neat place I guess yeah. I don't know how to quite describe it yeah 
I think you hit right on it with when you said that that we usually just end up talking about ourselves and and so I think that a lot of times when we think that we are telling customers what we can do for them we aren't actually telling them what we can do for them we're just talking about ourselves like you said and uh, and so story brand the, using the story structure putting them as the the hero of the story it tells us what information to tell them about how we can help them if you encounter a marketing agency that that tells you that they're going to help you tell your story, run away. That's actually it's actually not going to be effective because you need to enter your customer's story. And, you know, story became a really kind of popular buzzword. You know, probably five ten years ago, and and all these agencies started flocking to. We'll help you tell your story. We'll help you tell your story, and it ends up sounding like you know my grandpa founded this company or my great grandpa founded this company 150 years ago, and you know, a one room garage or, you know, beat up truck or kind of whatever, all of all of that. And so we just, you know, we, sh- we spin this yarn that doesn't actually have anything to do with the, the customer. So, you know, what is, what does a company want to know about a plumber or what does a customer want to know about a plumber? Do they want to know that you, your great grandpa was a plumber and started with an old beat up Ford truck and, you know, and a wrench and, and that's provided for your family for 150 years or, do they want to know that you can help people just like them get that clogged toilet that your kids flushed a toy down fixed without getting the house all messed up, without having to rip up your floors? Uh, you know, because we helped not not only because we can know we can help people like you, but we helped your neighbor do the exact same thing. And here's a testimonial. We've we've entered that story now and and we can help. Uh, or, you know, it's really clear to the customer. Yes, you can help me instead of. Um, you know, it was a Ford truck. Well, why didn't your grandpa like Chevy trucks or, you know, just, it, there's all this extraneous information that we don't need. And, and when we try to tell our story, we're often too close to what we do. So we, you know, so we end up including all this information that's not relevant. We talk about how, you know, we use uh, this size pipe or we use this type of IT framework or, you know, whatever it is that your customer all your customer wants to know is, am I going to be vulnerable to ransomware? Am I going to be you know, protected from viruses? Is my information going to be backed up? They don't care about version 6, 2.0. It's like it, those things don't mean anything to them. So I think that, to your, to your question, that's how it gets deeper with people is that it starts from a different place. It starts with, okay, here's the person who I'm trying to sell to. Here's the problem they're experiencing, and how can I help enter into that? Mm-hmm. I and we're, it's so hard not to dive into like the house <laughs> of this. Yeah. this is, that's one of the challenges I'm finding of like my own little system here sometimes. But what I think is so, so fascinating, like you said, there's the problem. And, you know, sometimes agencies, other marketers will kind of talk about, you know, like you said, tell your story, talk about the problem. But StoryBrand sort of has this way of going like three three levels deep that just hits on this like vulnerability as humans of like, I just want to make sure that I'm, I'm like not spending my money on a scam kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And that like, this works for me in my situation, you know, and it goes, it goes beyond so much more than like social proof. Certainly like it includes some of those best practices, like the problem that we're solving and the social proof and, and things like that. But it kind of goes, they call it like that, that philosophical problem mm-hmm. that they're solving where they're just like, yeah, I, okay. And it seems like it just sort of draws you in and 
really, I mean, even in the example, and this is kind of what I want listeners to like understand, even in the example you were talking about with the plumber, you know, like in the first one, it sounded like average marketing, right? And you were like, okay, yep, I, I get it. You, you've like, you've got some history and it's, it seems to like lend itself to your credibility, but I don't know, maybe you've also been ripping people off for 150 years. <laughs> I don't know. Like that's a, that's a possibility. Um, and you're just really good at it. Um, you know, like it just, it sounds average versus the, the second way that you explained it. I was like, oh my God. Yep. I, yeah, I stopped my two-year-old the other day from like throwing something in the toilet. And I was like, oh God, you know, like <laughs> that could have been a gigantic mess. Thank God I caught yeah. you in time. And so even just listening to you explain it and what I want listeners to understand, I think you probably subconsciously like relaxed into that that proposition or that idea mm -hmm. of like hiring so much easier. It wasn't like, oh, I guess I'm going to call this guy and I hope he's good. It was like, yeah, he gets it. He, he totally knows that like kids just do things sometimes that you, you just don't understand why the thought popped into their head. But I, all I care about now is like not totally destroying my house, trying to like fix this and like, the fact that you understand that, I'm automatically like, oh, it's like a sigh of relief almost. Yeah. That yeah. you just, you you subconsciously kind of do. And I think that's sort of the difference between like average and something that really sells people and converts them. Yeah. Without even having to say it. Like, oh, okay, I, I get it. You get me. Yeah. Yep. So that's that's what I think is like so incredibly powerful about this entire framework. So how does when when small business owners when they put this into play how do you feel like you've seen it shift businesses in terms of like real numbers or just in in general kind of trends even if it's not like super changeable how how powerful is this and like what results do you usually see when someone implements the framework? Yeah. So uh, there was a customer that we did this for and the story is going to sound bad at first, but it gets a lot better. I promise. There was a customer that we did this for about an $8 million company. And um, we realized that the action that they were calling their customer to was not actually the action that, that, it was true. Um, it was kind of the difference between like a, a free demo and, and contacting sales because there wasn't actually a free demo to be had. And, um, and so we, we changed that even just that one thing to change the call to action uh, to being the correct thing. Um, it decreased the number of form submissions they got by about 30%, which sounds horrible, right? But stay, sales stayed the same. In fact, even ticked up a little bit. So what it ended up being was that their sales team was wasting 30% less time on bad leads, on people who weren't clearly in the right place. Um, and, and so it improved their relationship with their customer because they weren't wasting as much time. The salespeople could get to the good leads right away. Um, you know, so that's just one example. Uh, probably the thing I hear most often is, wow, Nobody has ever said so clearly what we do for our customers. And when we're talking about businesses that have been around for 10, 20, 30 years, it, that's incredible because if you've lasted that long, or even if you're just starting, 
that like, you know how to sell, you know how to get people across the finish line. And if you had a tool that was that sharp to help people recognize if they're the right customer and if they're going to have a good experience working with you right away, then, uh, you know, sometimes it does help them to identify out and then it wastes less of your time. It wastes less of their time. You don't get the bad Google reviews, but when they opt in, they are in, they are ready to spend money. They are ready to uh, give you that great review. And, uh, and so, yeah, it really, really changes for people, their ability to sell. And uh, ultimately at the end of the day, getting people to take that one action towards you is in such a noisy world is so important. I think you took the words like right out of my mouth as you were explaining this. I said, I'm thinking like, oh, it immediately helps to repel some of the customers that you don't want, which is a good thing in marketing. Yes. That makes your makes your marketing spend more efficient. It makes your ROI better when you are weeding out the people ahead of time versus having to have you or someone on your team like qualify them and find out, oh, this is not we are not the best fit for each other. And that's okay. I'm not the best fit for everyone. But I think like the thing that was so transformational for me going through this is prior to kind of using the framework, I felt like I sort of just blended in with everybody else. Like there are tons of marketing people out there and like there are lots of people who do the same thing that I do. And I always sort of felt like, oh, what makes me even like any any better, right? Like how do I even communicate like the essence of of me, I guess, yeah. Yeah. is what it came down to. And I would just I kept I kept thinking like there's just no way. Like there how do you even how do you even tell a good enough story without making it sound cheesy or like I'm trying to sell you something that yeah. you don't need. And that was kind of the transformational moment for me going through the framework was going like, oh, if I talk to my customers and I make them the hero, it isn't even about like, I don't even have to worry about all of my credentials and like all of this stuff and the things. If I can tell them how I solve their problem, how I guide them through that and how they're going to win or use it to win, like that's, that's it. That's all I have to do. Yeah. Not we, all I have to do. <laughs> it's a lot more, but so there, it's a great was, start. <laughs> yeah. There was something that you said in there that reminded me that positioning your marketing this way, putting your, your customer as the hero of the story requires an incredible amount of honesty on your, on your part, because, um, you know, stories are manipulative if you, are saying the wrong thing. You know, if you, uh, you know, I'll help you lose 50 pounds in 30 days or whatever. Um, then you are just playing on people's fears and insecurities and weaknesses and all those things. And so, uh, you know, to position yourself correctly and say, this is the story that I can guarantee that you're going to go on requires you to take a, a good look at your audience. One of the first things that I do, I know we're not quite into talking about the framework yet, but one of the first things that I do when I, I work with customers to, to help figure out their stories or help enter their customer story is I, I ask them about the character. And, you know, every, every marketing framework has some version of ideal customer profile, avatar, call it whatever you call it. But in really thinking about that character, you'd be surprised how often... A, a company that's been around for a long time has to think about the character. Like how crazy that is. It's like, 
if somebody walked in our doors right now, we would have to think for a minute if they're the right person. Um, you know, that should be so clear in our minds at all times because, uh, you know, the way that you interact with somebody from, from moment one, uh, even if they're the wrong customer, it's, it's such a service to them. If you say, Hey, I'm not sure that you're in the right place. Here's the correct place over here. We our our office used to be um, right next door to a coffee shop and people would walk in on their phones into our design studio and, and they would look up and just see people sitting at desks quietly with their headphones on, like on the computer. And they go, Oh, is this not the coffee shop? And what could be an incredibly <laughs> embarrassing moment for them, you know, we hopefully kindly dealt with and said, actually the coffee shop is next door. And then we started locking <laughs> our door after that. But, um, <laughs> you know, even helping people figure out if they're in the wrong place uh, or just knowing, uh, you know, sometimes it's so tempting for businesses if they see a dollar sign to go, yes, we can serve that. Yep. A hundred percent. It doesn't matter. Uh, you know, think of if you're a restaurant and, and, you know, a millionaire or billionaire walks in and you're an Italian restaurant, but they say, Hey, do you do nachos? Do you do tacos? Um, it'd be really tempting to say, absolutely. Yes, sir. We can make whatever you want. And, you know, technically maybe you can, but if you flip your entire, uh, you know, serving line over to Mexican food for the night, you're going to disappoint literally all of your other customers who came for Italian food that night. And so you can chase the dollar sign. You can do that, but it requires an intense amount of honesty with yourself and with your customers to say, Hey, here is the audience that we really serve well and can take on this heroic journey. We know how to get you to where you're going. And sometimes that's not the highest dollar sign audience, but we know how to do it repeatably and profitably. And so we can make a really good business out of this that provides for our children, sends them to college, all of that good stuff. And you can get the product or service you need at a price that you value. That's, that is such a powerful thing. I, I often call marketing the tail that wags the dog because when you, when you have to think about those things, sometimes you decide to stop offering certain products altogether or certain services altogether because you realize the only story we're really good at around here is this one. And we're going to put all of our energy behind it because that's the one that we feel proudest of. That's the one that our customers give the best reviews for. That's the one that we know we can help somebody go through a heroic and, uh, and successful story doing. Uh, it requires a, a, a huge amount of honesty to get there. Mm. I think what you said is so so incredibly powerful. And that is probably one of the biggest takeaways that I try to drive home with my listeners when I work with clients is that you you really have to understand your target audience. That's where your your brand actually begins is yeah. with your target audience. If you are if you are trying to build the other parts of it, which are very tempting, which is very tempting to do because sometimes it's easier, sometimes it's more fun. But when you try to build your brand before you really understand that target audience, it will lead you astray most of the time. If you yeah. if you get lucky, it is purely that. It's pure kind of luck. You really have to understand that target audience, that customer, that character that you're speaking about because that's going to drive your brand. That's going to make – and your brand will drive every decision that you make that yep. and that's what for me really kind of when i went through this this framework that was what really shifted for me was that i felt like i didn't just 
come up with a messaging framework, I really solidified my position. And I had to take a hard look and say, like, what are people coming to me for? What can I actually help guide them to do within the limits of me as as one person? I cannot yeah. be – I am not an agency. I can't be an agency as one person. I cannot do all of the things for you. I can do this. And when I, when I focused in on that, to your point, I was able to look at and say – okay, this is how I can make you the hero 100% of the time. All of that extra stuff, it has to go away because yep. I cannot just re- – I just can't do that. And and when I try to, it actually erodes my brand. It yep. actually provides a worse experience than if I just say, hey, you know what? I don't specialize in social media advertising. Not that I ever tried to, if anybody's wondering, because <laughs> my listeners know me know by now that's not my, not my area. But if somebody came to me and, you know, it's just more beneficial for me to say, hey, you know what? Let me get you connected with a couple of people that you can have a conversation with and see if they're a better fit. It's just not me. And I yeah. know it, you know, like so, but that positioning even within within strategist, it it shifted so much for me to say, okay, this this is what I have to focus on and everything else, like I said, just has to fall by the wayside. So Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, I I think if we continue with this conversation, we, we are going we are ready. We are ready to dive into the house. So listeners, I hope you are as hyped about this conversation. There have been so many powerful little nuggets that have come out of this. And Raj will be back with us next week to tell us exactly how you can use the story brand framework in your business, better connect with your characters, make them the heroes and make you more confident in your marketing efforts. So Raj, thank you for your time today. In the meantime, if listeners would like to connect with you, where can they find you? Yeah. So if you're looking for marketing, fruitful.design. But if you're looking uh, for my uh, author work, then rajlula.com, R-A-J-L-U-L-L-A.com. Awesome. All right. We will see you all next week.